Welcome to the Genealogy Happy Hour, a place where new family historians can learn to document their family histories and celebrate their new discoveries. I'm Amy. And I'm Penny. And we're here to help you discover your family tree from the beginning. Welcome to episode 45. I can't believe we've at, we're at 45, Amy. I know. It's crazy. Um, but this episode, we want to take time to thank all of our listeners from all over the world. It's incredible when we look at the, um, the stats on our podcast where, where you all are. And it's, it's just unbelievable to me that mm-hmm. you, know, you guys are all listening to us talk about genealogy and hopefully getting really excited about it and doing some great research out there. And just recently, we were um, listed by Feedspot as one of the top 20 genealogy podcasts, so that was pretty... That's exciting. That was exciting for us. Exactly. You know, here's just me and Amy sitting at a table talking genealogy and, yep. you know, hopefully helping... helping. It is amazing that people are actually listening to us. Yes. <laughs> and we thank oh, you all so much. <laughs> we really do. I recently had a, um, a feedback from a colleague in Germany that she listens to us on the train. That's On awesome. her train into um, Cologne every day. So. That is yeah. awesome. And yes, these, they're all over the world just mm-hmm. looking at, at, at the different places. So big shout out to everybody everywhere. We really appreciate you yep. um, listening and sharing our podcast. So before we jump into our listener feedback, tips, and questions that you all have sent in, we picked a few um, that we want to mm-hmm. talk about. Um, we're going to talk about wine. Of Amy. course we're going to talk about wine, because it's happy hour. So today we're doing, um, this is our second Vino Verde mm-hmm. from Portugal. It is called Blanca, and it is... Um, crisp and it, it has a sparkle to it. it does it does have like a little, a little effervescence. effervescence to it yeah but it's um really really nice it's so. light and and like you said crisp good for mm-hmm. winding down the summer that's right um, i know yes. everybody's back in school but it's still hot in it's, florida it's so hot <laughs> in florida and it's still summer so uh we'll we'll get into reds in the fall we will yes we'll change and we know what we need to do some beer we do. We do need to do some beer. We do okay. like we do like beer as well. It, and again, that's good for okay. So we've had some um, some uh, responses from a lot of listeners, and we picked out a few that we thought might be helpful or just to share. And thank you um, so much for emailing us your comments and questions. We really enjoy hearing from you guys. Yes, so, and we try uh, really hard to answer everybody that that emails us, and we might have. I hope we didn't miss any, but. If we did, I sincerely apologize. Um, this first one, uh, I'm going to talk about because this, um, th- we just had our meeting yesterday at church, but Holly asked about starting a genealogy group where she lives. There's um, not a lot of uh, people that she knows mm-hmm. that are into genealogy or mm-hmm. whatever, and she asked, uh, she knows we mentioned it a couple times that we have ancestor hunters at our church, right. and how did we do that? So, uh, just real quick, if you are looking for someone to be your genealogy partner, mm-hmm. um, if you want to start a group, and like ours is super casual, we just share what we've done on research and kind of challenge each other each month for doing some more research, and we give ourselves our own homework assignment of what we're going to do and try to accomplish that. We just put an announcement out in our church 
bulletin and got a few responses and those few people shared it with another friend or whatever and we have between like mm-hmm. five and ten people mm-hmm. that come on a weekly basis mm-hmm. it's not a huge group and it's not just people from the church but it from is the community community as well because people have invited their friends we invited in. right so we invited our mm-hmm. friends and we even talked about uh, yesterday we we had a meeting and um we even talked about maybe offering up a beginner session like for anybody who's Mm -hmm. been thinking about it Mm -hmm. but too scared to do it you Mm -hmm. know like we're going to bring our computers Mm -hmm. and we can help you get your tree started Mm -hmm. and kind of give them the basics on ancestry um, on how to how to do it and get a tree started so we you know hopefully we can reach out to some more people but even if you're um you feel like in your community or you're not going to be able to start a group like that even just having one person like Amy and I are really good at keeping each other going you know we're constantly asking what are you working on what are you doing are you researching and we always plan a trip every year to go somewhere so even if I might have fallen off the track for a little bit because I've gotten involved in other things I know that research trip is coming up so I've got to do some some uh, prep for that and you know find something to research in the in the location that we're going to go so it's just it's good to have our genealogy buddy research buddy it is a bounce off ideas off because they may have experienced or found some repositories or some online sources that you haven't yet mm-hmm. and so it's really it really is important to yes. share that to share and I appreciate Holly made a little comment she said the only bad thing about your podcast is that there's only one a month <laughs> And, and I know we st- when we first started our podcast, we were like, we can do this once a week. Right. And that was unrealistic for us. And I think we did two a month when we first started. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it, life just gets in our way. It's, it's, yeah, it's you know, Amy's got a full-time job. I run a company with my husband. Mm-hmm. And we've yeah. got, you've got your kids. There's yeah. a lot going on. Mm-hmm. So, but we're, I think we've done pretty good keeping it to, keeping our, um, one a month here so I appreciate that you want to listen to more Holly but I don't think we could do it <laughs> so another um, listener Barbara she wrote in um, about episode 19 which was writing up your research which is very important to do and she's in the process of writing up she's written up her husband's family and um, she gave um, listed a few tips that she recommends for when you get ready to start writing down um, all of your research. And the first tip, which I think is so good and so important, is writing that outline. Making that outline so that you can then move things around once you start going through the research. And, you know, again, you can figure out how you want to present this because there are various ways that you can present your research. So, you know, do some outlines, figure out which is the right for you, and then. Um, then she says, uh, after you have that, the basic outline, then you can fill in with their stories, which I also think is very important, is writing those stories. Um, our friend Judy, she does a wonderful job. Um, she has a blog post where she has written so many stories from her family and telling the, the stories, not just the birth, marriage, and death, birth, marriage, and death, and the names of the people, but filling in with those. Um, that information really brings a full, a fullness to your research. She actually brought her book to our Ancestor Hunter meeting yesterday, and... I, I think she kind of followed Barbara's plan pretty well, and mm-hmm. she had the she had well she didn't have the outline in the book, but what she ended up doing was after getting that outline done, having her ancestors listed, um, so she would have the name you know Ambrose Dixon, and then the son, the son, the son, all the way down to her, so she could follow her, mm-hmm. the parentage back to that person. 
had all those people listed, and then she had a whole section of their stories with all their pertinent information in it, their mm-hmm. marriage, birth, death, but mm-hmm. all the life happenings that she knew about. Right. So that was that was really good. Good. Barbara's last word of advice, which is also very good, is don't rush it. Take your time. Um, the pro- the project can be overwhelming. Yes, absolutely. When you're starting to write up any family, it's a huge project. Yes. So take your time, go slow and steady, and walk away. You know, put it put it away for a month. You know, and you, especially you know, around the holiday time, you may want to you know from Thanksgiving till after New Year's, put away your genealogy yeah. and you know enjoy time with your family and friends, and then go back to yeah. it. Yeah, that's what she says. Go outside and play with the kids. Right. Or the or, <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Get some fresh air. Just exactly. Clear your head. Yep. So yes. two. Those are those are really good good words of advice and definitely good encouragement for us to continue to write up our research. Yes. Because if you think about it, if we don't, if we do all this research and we don't write up something or have mm-hmm. something, when we pass on, who gets all our information? They're just going to be looking at it like, what is this? Here's this pile of census records mm-hmm. or you know mm-hmm. death certificates and. It doesn't make any sense to it anyone any who's sense. not a genealogist. So if you write it into into a form that is more of a story, yes. then that's going to engage And if them. you don't want to write it, if you're just not mm-hmm. a writer and you're mm-hmm. thinking, oh, that's overwhelming, mm-hmm. if you've got a computer program, uh, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, such as you know Reunion mm-hmm. or Roots Magic, mm-hmm. they'll put all the information that you put in there mm-hmm. into a report. It's true. Yes. And you can just mm-hmm. print it off. Right. Yes, if you don't want to write your own, yes, they'll at least be able. You'll at least be able to print out something. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Uh, let's see. So Kate sent us an email regarding our photo challenge, and uh, you know, love lo- loved our photo challenge. And she um, said it's something that she's been doing for the past few years. She's been out buying up photos and Bibles before they get repurposed into art or scrapbook material (gasps) and I started thinking oh my gosh you're right I have seen a lot of because I do scrapbooking and I don't do art journaling Mm -hmm. or anything like that but I have seen um, on blogs and places where they do take old books or old Bibles and draw on them and stuff and I thought oh my gosh yeah that could be somebody's family history Mm -hmm. Bible you know family Bible yeah Uh, so thank you Kate for for jumping in there and saving those. Um, yeah, so she does her research when she gets it, and she builds a tree and finds the nearest living relative on Ancestry and returns it to them so they have a part of their family That's so history. cool. Mm-hmm. What a great um, act of kindness, genealogical kindness. Yes, yeah. yes. So we love that you're out there saving family history, one photo at a time, Kate. Appreciate that. That was a fun, that was a fun challenge. Yeah. Um, Jane emailed us um, about census records. Um, we've got, had done a couple podcasts, I think, on census yeah. records, but one of them, um, I think we talked about using the addresses um, that are usually written along the side of each page in um, the census records. And those are great ways for you to track your ancestors or to see, oh, well, you know, this is the same family because they're living at the same address, you know, that they were living at 10 years ago. That doesn't always ring true with um, many ancestors who were renting and so they would move around. But home ownership, you can definitely track your ancestors that way. Um, one great website to um, do that with, um, to track your ancestors in the census records, is um, Stephen Morris's uh, website. And we can put that link up there. Um, I think it's stevemorris.org. And um, 
You can put in the enumeration district, the ED number that is on um, the census record, and you can put it into his program. And um, you can, he's got several different um, databases that work off of the census or work off of the passenger list that can help you then track your ancestor through the um, census records. So that's a good resource too. That's cool. So, yeah. um, the other thing that I did with the census record and the addresses was I matched up the address to the um, World War I draft card. So look at that draft card because it does have their address of where they're living uh, or their World War II address, you know, and then go to that part of the city and see if you can find them in the census record as well. So once you have those addresses, hopefully you should be able to match them up. Yeah, that's a good that's a good resource, the World War II draft cards mm-hmm. or one. Yeah. Awesome. All right, so another big one. Uh, we got a few emails on, and Linda and Crystal were two people that had asked us about uh, our personal genealogy programs, and some some specifics about them, or um, are we still using them? Do we like them? Right. And um, I know I use Roots Magic. Sometimes I think it it can be a little um, tough for me. Like I, if I'm if I'm not using it every day. When I go back to it, I can't remember like where the things are. Mm-hmm. But the one thing I do like about Roots Magic is there are so many YouTube videos <laughs> on how to do something mm-hmm. that I can just punch in. Where was this? Or mm-hmm. how do I color code family members again? Mm-hmm. And um, they 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 have great tutorials on what right. I need to right. do there. Right. And they do do really good reports for me. I used a lot of reports when we went to Connecticut mm-hmm. that I printed off from there to help me with my research. So I do like that one. Plus, it syncs to Ancestry. It syncs to your tree. And um, it also will take hints from Find My Past and Family Search. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about my heritage because I, I, know, I know I look on those three. Yeah, so I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. I know they had a couple specific questions on Reunion, which is what right. you use. I'm a Mac user, and I have Mac both at home. Um, so I use my have my personal genealogy in Reunion, which is really, I mean, Reunion has been around forever. I think it was the, the original Mac product. Um, and I think it's really, you know, probably the best product out there for Mac. Um, my company, I have nine employees, and we're all using Mac. We're a Mac office as well. Um, so everybody's using um, Reunion there too, and um, sometimes it can be a little quirky. But it, once you, once again, you look at the tutorials and you figure out how it works, it really is very easy to use. Um, one of the questions specifically was, um, again, I print out like you just said, um, family group sheets and trees before I go on a research trip because you never know if you're going to be able to access. You're going to have Wi-Fi. You're going to be able to access. Um, electronic um, information. So I always print them out and um, you can either print them out in a Word document, which I guess you can manipulate a little bit more, or I, I usually just print them out as PDF. <clears throat> print it directly from the program as a PDF. Save it as a PDF. And I like that format. It has all of the citations and any notes that I have. It's and then it stays out. exactly the way it's mm-hmm. looking on your screen. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Right. Um, it's very easy um, to manipulate um, the trees, to color code the trees. So you can, you know, I will color code um, people who I, I know for sure that I have all the documentation on. You can color code the ones that you're still missing information on. You can add notes to your trees. So I think it's really very versatile when you're just working with, with within the tree. Well, look at 
good. I just learned something. What? <laughs> I color code my trees too, mm-hmm. but I color code them by family line. Um, and, sure. But right. I love the idea of mm-hmm. color coding the ones yeah. you know you have all the information for. Right. Yeah. Oh, In my this is and, and at work, up a whole new world for me. At work, <laughs> <laughs> at work, because we're doing a lot of legal work. You know, we 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 have one person who is the decedent who died, who whose estate we're working. You know, so they're one color, and then everyone who is deceased who had issue, they're another color. Everyone who died who did not have any children, they're a third color. Post deceased heirs are one color. You know, living heirs are another color. So, you know, you can do a lot with it, however, whatever you want. Yeah. You can color the lines. Just you know, keep sometimes your I'll color, color coding line. chart mm-hmm. so Absolutely. you know you keep <laughs> Right. And you just quickly type up a little tree, you know, a little a little key, you know, yeah. for whichever, whatever you're doing on that particular. Um, and then you can move them around. And, for instance, you know, if you realize, oh, I forgot to sort. That's the one thing on reunion. You have to remember to sort the children if not it will put them in the order that you type them in Uh and so then you get to the tree and you're like oh i forgot to sort this family and now you know they're not in chronological order which drives me crazy so you can just quickly then just move them around you can just manipulate them and move them into the correct positions on the tree so it it really is pretty pretty versatile that's good yeah and i think another good reason to have your own program at home is i mean it's nice to have the ancestor tree i have one on ancestry i have a tree there i do not have a tree on family search or anywhere else but i do have one on ancestry Mm -hmm. which and i find that super easy to use i've used it for years Mm -hmm. it's probably my go-to i always Mm -hmm. have to then go back to my tree on roots magic but you know god forbid if something happened to ancestry there goes your tree yep so you should have something at home that's Mm -hmm. your your backup and I know um, back in the day there was the family tree maker yes. that used to go with Ancestry yes. and then they yeah. they stopped making it and that's when I went to Roots Magic but now mm-hmm. they're making it again and I think it's still mm-hmm. I, I don't know anything about it the the new one that's the the, the, the family tree maker mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, I, I used yeah I used family tree maker for Mac they had a family tree maker for Mac. Um, which I, I liked because, again, it, it was syncing to the tree on Ancestry, which was nice. But I always felt like the Mac version was kind of like the step, you know, the, the stepchild. And, and, and I don't know. It wasn't the PC they version. They didn't put a lot of money yeah, in Yeah. There was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I, like I said, I don't know what the new one is like. It yeah. might be great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm always, I'm always looking for easy. And I love all the stuff that Roots Magic has. But mm-hmm. sometimes there's so much stuff in there. I can't find everything I want, or mm-hmm. I, have, I can't remember exactly how to do everything mm-hmm. I want to do. But, yeah, so get yourself a program if yeah. you don't have one already. Yeah. The other thing with Reunion, they did come out, I guess, a couple of years ago with um, a app. So you can put it on your phone. Oh, or that's you can put nice. it on your tablet. Um, you have to use Dropbox, though. So you have to have the data portion in a specific Dropbox, and then you tell the app this is where you need to go in Dropbox um. to, to pull the data. And, but it but works there's fine. a cost issue with that. If you have Dropbox, you have to pay for it. Um, I mean, I know I do because I've only if you want my limit. Right. There's a limit. For, the free version has a limit. Yeah. And then yeah. Reunion, I think you do have to pay extra for the apps as well. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Roots Magic has an app. I don't. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I have an app on there for for that. Um, and the new Family Tree Maker, that because I know I just mm-hmm. saw a thing for it. They have an app as well. Right. Yeah. So. I don't know how they can't not have an app yeah. these days. Everybody's got mm-hmm. to have an app to go it's with true. their program. It's true because you want to have it that portable. You yeah. know, if you're in a, 
you find yourself with, I don't know, an hour to spare someplace and you want to go to the library and just do some research real quick, yeah. you know, you can have that there. So. I use mine a lot for, and even Ancestry has an app, mm-hmm. so your tree on Ancestry is up there. True. I use that That's a lot because yeah. I'll, I'll be out somewhere and somebody yeah. will, one of my family members will say, when a witch relative is the oh, yeah. chance? Oh, okay, <laughs> let me look it up here real quick on my phone, so... Yeah, those are that's a, it's very helpful. Absolutely, have on my phone for sure. Very helpful. Okay. Um, lastly, we had an email from Simon asking about finding other researchers to help answer questions that you know you don't you can't find an answer mm-hmm. to, and you know how do you find these people? Mm-hmm. Well, the, I would say don't be afraid to to send a message to somebody on Ancestry on the message boards that you've either connected with on a DNA level or you see that there's, um, you know, when you do the hints and it shows somebody else mm-hmm. in another tree, reach out. Mm-hmm. These people are doing the same thing you're doing. Mm-hmm. Everybody's doing research. Will everybody answer you? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> but, <laughs> will they always have something you want? No. Mm-hmm. But you might find a fellow researcher that has you know, documents that you could mm-hmm. use, um, or they can, you guys can work together to mm-hmm. come up with a solution for whatever the question is that you have. Um, then there's always message boards. Message mm-hmm. boards are a great thing. And um, one thing I like um, on Facebook, and I know we did a podcast way back when on social media. Right. And I still think Facebook is a great place. There, mm-hmm. you know, every day there's new things popping up for um, localities, the counties, and family mm-hmm. names, counties. Yes. And I, I know I've mentioned again in our podcast. I'm the ad- admin person for two counties in Ohio, mm-hmm. and. I love seeing all the responses. Somebody will put in, oh, I'm looking for the Picks family, blah, 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 blah. And bingo, bingo, here's all these people answering, oh, I've got Picks in my family. Here's this, who's that? Or they know where they can go look for something that that person might not have thought of. So reach out. You know, the worst that could happen is you hear crickets and nobody responds. But is that is that terrible? That's yeah. not terrible. So there's no reason not to reach out and, and ask. Absolutely. And if you're looking for uh, a professional genealogist, um, the Association of Professional Genealogists, their website um, has a directory that you can look by locality um, to see um, if you want to hire a professional genealogist in that area. They're going to know um, specifics about the, the area, and they've achieved a certain level of proficiency that you know that they're going to be able to answer your questions and get the documentation you need. I did unfortunately get an email this week. Um, There's a website called Genlighten, uh, which genealogists and researchers could post um, their information on there. So if you were looking for a genealogist in a specific area, you could go to that website as well. And unfortunately, they're going to be closing that website down over the course of the next couple months. So um, but that was also a good resource. But So if you have used Genlighten in the past, um, that one is going to be going away. So local history um, societies, too, or genealogy societies probably have a list of researchers. Yes, yeah. yes. And some people just like to do research and, you know, yeah. and will we'll help with no fee or maybe a donation to their society or something, and they'll help you out. I did that in um, Henry County. I had somebody help me do some things, and mm-hmm. all he asked for was if I would join their historical society right. like sure yeah. right. happy to do that yes. you know I've got ancestors there I'll learn so and librarians are so nice um, you know we 
even at my office. I mean, every day we're, we're emailing libraries to look for um, obituaries or see if there's any family um, um, lateral files that they might have. And, you know, a donation to the library, especially if they're mm-hmm. doing, if they do it, the lookups for free, you know, a $10 donation, $5 donation to the library is really appreciated. Yeah, for, and for they might assistance. even know a professional genealogist in that area that, right, that would right. be helpful. Yes, I, that, that happened to me just recently in Detroit. I needed someone to, to go in and look at the phone books for that area, and um, the library, Detroit, Wayne County Library said, no, we don't have time for that, but here's a list of researchers, and so um, one of them was, was able to help me for a price, nice. you know, yeah, but sure. still, I mean, you know, she did a oh, great job. you'd have job. to pay me to look through phone books, too, Right. <laughs> it was only 10 years worth. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, so she did. She did a great job. <laughs> <laughs> so, and again, I, yeah, I can't stress it enough. You can't do genealogy alone. It's a community. Use that community. Um, even amongst you know the people that I work with every day. You know, I was just talking to to one of them. We were trying to solve this problem, and I said, "Well, have you looked here?" And she's like, "Oh my gosh, I didn't even know about that." You know. So again, it's yes. just that shared experience. We don't know everything. Nobody knows everything. Exactly. Yes. But the more mm-hmm. you share places that you found that mm-hmm. will help you then yeah then everybody gets to use those sources yep absolutely which is great absolutely so um one of our listeners also recommended um a topic for our podcast so we're going to have um our next podcast on doing genealogical research um in new york city uh. i know yes it, the challenges and um, <laughs> and the resources <laughs> and the resources and the resources that are available. So um, I've done several projects uh, researching New York City. I've actually never physically researched in New York City. I've never done on-site research. Everything I'm, we're going to be talking about is researching online and through microfilm. So yeah. um, it'll be a good way to, for you to start. And and even if you're not researching in New York, you mm-hmm. can probably come away with something to help you out in the state that you're working in that might Absolutely. be difficult because yes. New York is not the only difficult state. Yes, it's true. It's true. There are yeah. quite a few others. Yes, there are. So. <laughs> <laughs> we have our list of states that are more challenging states, than others. States that we don't want to research in. We love Ohio. <laughs> we do love Ohio. Ohio's great. Except we still don't know anything about your we Burke, don't. Burke family. We're not talking about them anymore. <laughs> We're done. Um, but yes, and if there's if there's a topic that we haven't covered yet that mm-hmm. you'd like us to cover, please send us an email and say, hey, can you do a, Absolutely. a webinar on this? A yep. webinar. We're not doing webinars. Can you do a podcast on this? Yeah, a webinar would have to mean that we have to get all, like, Please, you no. know, our hair and makeup no, and all that kind of stuff. So, oh my gosh. We like to be drinking wine in our jammies <laughs> exactly. at the table. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, if you have any suggestions on, um, um, you know, topics that you would like to hear us talk about, and um, if we are even somewhat knowledgeable about those, then we'd be happy to, to discuss them. Yes. So. And thank you again for listening and, and tuning in every month. Yeah. To hear us chat. It's a lot of fun. About genealogy. <laughs> Till next time. Okay. Cheers. Thank you for listening. Please email us with any questions or comments at genealogyhappyhour at gmail.com. Visit our website, www.genealogyhappyhour.com, for additional resources, books, and wines. Don't forget to drink responsibly. And never drink around genealogical documents.